The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch is the winning trainer of the Aged Pace Breeders' Crown this past weekend at the Meadowlands, Christy Noble. Christy, uh, have you come down out of the clouds as yet? Slowly, Roger, slowly. A little bit more each day. Well, I'll tell you, uh, would you put this as uh, probably the biggest thrill of your racing career? Most definitely. It's by far the biggest thrill since I've been in the business my whole life. Ocean Rock. Let's talk a little bit about the horse, not so much uh, racing and such. But is he a nice horse to be around? He is. He does have a couple little quirky things, and he does like the cow kick a little bit, so uh, you got to watch him sometimes. But for the most part, he's a nice horse to be around. What are some of those quirky things about him? He really likes the cow kick sometimes, so you've got to watch it anytime you're near his back end or around his belly area when you're cleaning him up and stuff. He will let them fly. And he also that, likes uh, to be the first one out of the barn every day or he gets very mad. Oh, really? Really. He likes to be the very first one on the track every day or he'll let you know that he's down there waiting and he's not very happy. The uh, obviously show his disgust if, you, if he's not the first out of the barn. Oh, he'll start right. yelling and screaming and throwing his head and rattling his gate. Yeah. Now... When you, you've had him his entire uh, life, uh, except when he was being raised, but once he came to the racetrack and such, uh, did you know you had something special when when you first started out with Ocean Rock? We knew pretty much from the first time that we put a harness on him that we really that he was something special. I don't think we knew how quite how special he was but he had um, a mind of his own and he was a little hot-headed so if we could ever find a way to manage that that he was really going to be a good horse I don't think any of us ever anticipated he was going to be this kind of horse but we knew he was something out of the ordinary from the beginning how can you manage that how can you uh, handle that situation it honestly it took a lot of time um, both because he, he acted the same way in the barn uh, growing up too. And it took a lot of time from both me and Dan and just patience, a lot of patience. And he has immaturity, which is just time. He's grown more and more every year. He's gotten smarter and stronger and easier to handle every year. Now, being a, a gelding as such, uh, he's going to have a continued racing career, uh, I guess you plan on racing uh, next year as well. We do. We plan as long as everything goes well. Uh, he's got one more start this year, hopefully, which will be the TVG November 20th, and then he will get shut down and turned out for a few months. Um, and if all goes well and he's sound and healthy, he will be coming back as a five-year-old next year. Now, you've brought him back after your two-year-old season, after the three-year-old season. Has he grown in size or has he reached his full potential yet do you think i think so uh the only way he's grown in size is he's grown a little rounder <laughs> he uh, keeps a really good weight all year long which is a fantastic thing um and maybe his butt has gotten a little thicker and maybe his chest but he's pretty much 
I think he's done with his his growing. You see, he's totally progressed each and every year, hasn't he? He has. He's just he's gotten more mature. He's gotten uh, mentally mature. Uh, I guess is the biggest thing. Um, he's always had the talent, but the mentality has grown every single year, and he just gets better and better and better. And the thing about that horse is, is it doesn't matter. At every start, it doesn't matter. He goes out there just like it's. He wants to win. He doesn't care what happens the race before. He shows up every single start and gives you his all every start. After he wins, is he any different after a, a win than he is after a loss? Immediately, he honestly he's he's the same. He doesn't matter if it's defeat or a win. He acts entirely the same and goes into the next race exactly the same way as he does every single race with that mentality that he wants to win, whether he gets defeated or not. Is he the type of horse that you? Uh, turn him out occasionally or you keep him in the barn mostly uh we do we turn him out he actually has a buddy in uh the barn that we turn him out with uh, a couple days a week sometimes weather depending if the weather's not nice and we keep him in the barn um but he tries to try to get him out a day or two a week okay well christy we thank you for giving us a few minutes today and uh appreciate that now, now we're going to talk to the driver of Ocean Rock, who will get his thoughts on the race and the horse himself, Dan Noble. So, Dan, are, are you with us now? Hi, Roger. How you doing? Have you come down Great. out of cloud nine yet? Yeah, I'm out of it. <laughs> Is that the, something a driver has to do uh, pretty well, and you just you enjoy it at the moment, but then you just got to go right on with the rest of the stable, don't you? Yeah, that, that's basically what we've both of us have to do, and uh, I'm sure she's still in cloud nine a little more than me. But I, I have learned over the years, you know, you got to just settle back down and uh, go on with uh, your normal days. Do you think it will feel any different the time the next time you get into the race bike with your last drive being in the Reader's Crown, and then you get uh, back to racing as Hollywood date, and let's say, will it be different? It'll be a little different, uh, but I, I don't think much different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you no know, a race is a race. It's <clears throat> win, lose, or draw. It, it don't matter if you're going for a hundred or <laughs> a million. It, have you ever had a you still have the same per- feeling? Have you ever <laughs> had a millionaire performer in your barn? Never have. It's something to enjoy, though, isn't it? Because you know that you've really uh, accomplished something. It's uh, been uh, that's one thing that's been still weighing on my mind. Uh, It's just been such that's a big, big accomplishment. Early this year, you you sent him east to race, and it didn't go too well for him, and you brought him back home. But in the last uh, four or five weeks, he has really come along. Let's say you won the Charna up at Northfield, August the 14th. Uh, did you have a feeling that he was going to progress the way he has progressed? Yes, and uh, I hoping you know after that start when he I, I I knew he was very very sharp going in and and he come out of a very sharp. And that's when I had uh, told myself, you know, I was not disappointed in uh, how he started his year out. Uh, you know. Uh, 
even out east. Uh, he he uh, he went out there for a reason, and uh, the purpose of it was uh, taken care of, and uh, done very very well. And then after he come out of that race, then after he come out of that race, and he come out of it very well. That's when I knew this horse is just going to progress. The Ohio four and up the, at Scioto Downs was a win on September the 4th. Then the big race the very next week, the York Memorial at Scioto Downs, uh, another win. And you made it, uh, what, four in a row, I guess, with the Hoosier Pacing Derby out at Hoosier Park. And then the Dayton Derby on October the 2nd. So he was at the top of his game right then, right? He was at yeah, he's at the top of his game right then, and uh, you know, honestly, I wished uh, if we could have had a week after the Dayton Derby before uh, the Lexington, uh, uh, you know, invader, does, you know, going to Lexington. I, I believe he would have been sharper. Granted, the fractions were very steep. I still believe that uh, if I had a week off, he he would have been able to go just as fast as what what the race had went. Uh, I, I think race. I should have been a little closer. In that race, you had pressure from the get-go. You were pressured to get to the top in 25 and 4, and then as soon as you get on top, here comes uh, Alleywag Hanover after you as well. So there was no breather to the half in 51 and 3 or the three-quarters in 119 and 1, was there? Right. Yeah, and, and no breather, and, and, you know, and knowing this horse inside and out, he's always been better with a week to two-week layoff. And I knew the second we got home from that start, uh, we took him home to the field, and he just played like he had never raced. And I said, you know, he don't like racing five, four or five weeks in a row. He's done very well the last four, but we're on our fifth week. He doesn't like it. So I, that's why okay, we weren't worried when we we weren't worried after that when we took the bye to the Breeders' Crown. I said, you know. He's a very easy horse. He takes good care of himself. He tightens himself up the way he wants, and uh, I had no so you, worries. So you feel the bye was very instrumental in his victory in the Breeders' Crown? I, I, I felt it, it played the biggest part of the, 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 whole, the whole thing going into the race. It was his forte. <laughs> now you have post seven in the Breeders' Crown. Uh, you know who ups inside of you, and you know it's going to be rough. Take us through that race. What were your thoughts at the riders? Uh, you're in behind the starting gate. Uh, you you wanted to go right to the front. Well, you know, I, I had a, a a game plan or two. You know, if Ali Wagner wasn't going to leave, I wasn't leaving. <laughs> uh, really? But I know that my I know that uh, I had to be within place of him. Um, <clears throat> And I and I knew it. I knew if I had to leave, I didn't. Uh, the the fractions honestly were not going to bother me. Uh, I know there were steep fractions, but this horse loves steep fractions. Were you feeling pretty good when you finally got that two hole trip to the top of the lane? I, I was feeling very well. I was a little concerned, you know, right before I, I started to turn him because. Uh, uh, the, the, this horse got a mind of his own, and he really doesn't want to. Uh, when he gets on top, he don't want another horse to go by, so he tries to give it his all, and uh, it's tough. Sometimes tough to manage him. When you cross the wire, it, the, mar- the margin was such that you know you have the you had the win in your pocket. Uh, what was the 
exact feeling right then. No, uh, it was just unbelievable. Uh, very, very emotional. Just what still really. So, what made it so emotional? Uh, the family connections with the horse and uh, being uh, me, the driver, my wife, the trainer, you know, and uh, connections with the Burnettes uh, and uh, just the family of the horse. Being out of, uh, you know, a brood, a brood mare that, uh, you know, your father trained. <laughs> so one of the last ones before he died. <laughs> Sandra Burnett and her late husband, and now Jim Burnett, uh, uh, been with the Noble family for what fifty years, probably. Absolutely, uh, they uh, started Dad out when he was nineteen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I did realize that he was that young when he first uh, had all. He was nineteen, tw- nineteen. Yeah, he was nineteen or twenty years old when they had started doing uh, business uh, training and owning together. <laughs> So it's carried on. You know, you're the only the fourth Ohio-bred horse, Ocean Rock, to win a Breeders' Crown. What's in the future for Ohio-breds and Breeders' Crown and top-notch racing in the United States and North America? I believe uh, it was just start. That was just the beginning. Uh, you know. Uh, with like the Rockin' Amadeus and them, you know, it, it was bound to come. And uh, now we've got Seaside and Fear the Dragon and better sires here now in the state of Ohio, I believe. We are very close to being uh, a lot of these uh, good stake horses are going to be Grand Circuit material horses and being able to uh, compete very heavily. <laughs> well, you, we're it's least, uh... been many years been many years since we would be that have been this strong i believe what's on the schedule now for ocean rock well we're um everything so far as uh he's come out of the race very very well and uh we're in a tvg and then uh we will give him the rest of the season off when's the tvg on the 20th the 20th so uh, that'll be his next start then. Yes, his very next start. Now that's uh, a little bit more than two weeks. Will we be able to handle that layoff? I believe so. Um, I'm not concerned because I, I looked at the breed. Another phenomenal thing. Uh, I, I knew we were very tight. Well, Danny, congratulations uh, to you as a driver and Christy, of course, as a trainer and Sandra Burnett. And uh, I'll guarantee you, everybody in the Buckeye State's mighty proud of you this past Saturday winning the Breeders' Crown with Ocean Rock. Well, I I, I feel that way. Uh, It's been still quite a ride still. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.